What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, April 15th, 2015. You guys listening to episode 205, part one. I'm going to do two parts to this one because I was out and missed last week. Um, I had a fucking miserable, awful week, and to be honest, I'm pretty amazed and shocked that I'm able to do this show right now with how um, just how bad and shitty I was feeling um, just up until basically today, yesterday, last night started to really, uh, you know, take a turn for the better, thank God, because I was in rough shape, but, um, thought I'd be able to, you know, get the energy to do the damn thing, um, sometime last week late, and then I just realized that it could not happen, so, I uh, apologize, but we will, uh, definitely do two parts, uh, I think I'm gonna have a guest, a very interesting guest on part two, but this one's going to be like a regular one that you're going to get this week. You know, we'll do the whole thing, the unacceptables, uh, you know, talk about some stuff. And uh, I know I got a bunch of unacceptables to catch up on, so I'm going to do my best to get those in. Um, bear with me because it's been a while, so I will try to get your uh, yours on there if I miss it, you know, resend it on uh, Monday or Tuesday. Anyways, um, before I get started and get into this episode, as always... The Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com. Run over there by the uh, very funny up-and-coming comedian Dave Gavry over there in Chicago. Um, Gonzo Fame is the most in-depth, best interviews uh, of your favorite comedians uh, of today. Uh, there is recently a uh, new one up. There is a new one. Uh, there's actually a couple of new uh, interviews on GonzoFame.com. Um, but they're all really great guys like, uh, you know, there's guys like Doug Stanhope and, uh, you know, Sean Patton, my buddy, Chris Lamberth, my buddy, Joe Matarese, myself is on there. Um, there is a recent one with, uh, ex-porn star Leah Janine, uh, who's now turned comedian. So that's a really, that's a really good one. Um, because, you know, everybody wants to hear that story. I was even like, when I met her, I was like, you know. You kind of just are like, how'd you, how did this happen? You know? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there was a new one too. I'll, I'll give you guys some information here on gonzofame.com. I'm trying to, uh, you know, we're both trying to help each other here. Um, but it's been a great sponsor. And um, go to gonzofame.com again. Um, uh, the Oh, yeah, most recent one, the last recent two was Aaliyah Janine and Michael uh, Pulaski. Uh, Pulaskak, Pulaskak, yeah, uh, and, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff, really funny, also, um, who's on there, uh, CJ Sullivan, oh, Nori Davis, my buddy Nori Davis is on there, Chris Porter, my buddy Joe Bartnick, Tommy Davidson, all these guys, Kyle Kinane, Jeff Ross, Giannis Pappas, all these comedians, um, uh, and it's just a great, great website to, and, and it's one where like even the comedians talk about the website afterwards going, man, I love those guys. I love doing interviews with them. So go to gonzofame.com. I'm glad to be aboard with those guys. Hope you're doing well, Dave. Dave Gavry's uh, up and coming comic from Chicago. I don't know how the fucking guy's doing 60 sets a week. I think he just walks into a deli and he's like, all right, all right, everybody. Hold up, hold up. I just wrote a bit. I just wrote a bit. I know you're eating your sandwiches, but what do you think of this? I'm counting this one as set number one at 10 o'clock in the morning. Jesus, Dave. God bless you. Every time I think I'm working, see this fucking guy come out. Yeah, I did 72 uh, sets before noon today. The calendar's looking good. Uh, <laughs> it's 
So go to gonzofame.com. All right, guys. So let's uh, get into the to the show and uh, the two weeks that were here. Um. Anyways, uh, so I had an amazing, an amazing um, last couple of weeks. This is going to be a crazy podcast for me because um, I have both kids upstairs. My son is homesick today. Probably got it from me. My daughter is home. My wife is at work. They're upstairs watching TV. And every so often I hear my daughter scream because my son torments her and then she torments him. So uh, this might get interrupted. But all for your pleasure and entertainment. And uh, yeah, they're going right now. It's ridiculous. Um, but uh, yeah, man, the last two weeks were, were insane. And um, I'll get to the album taping, which uh, was amazing. And uh, very stressful, but then it was like a relief, which was amazing. Um, but the week before, I was on stage constantly. I did a show Monday. Then I did a show on um, Wednesday. Uh, the week before that, I was on yeah, I was on Saturday. Then I was on Sunday. Then I was on Monday. Then I did almost an hour on Wednesday, and then I did the two show taping, the, the two album tapings on Thursday, and then I did three shows on Friday. And then I got hit with a sickness that was fucking nuts. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but I do want to thank everybody who came out to the stand. As you guys know, the album has been, um, you know, it's been on my plate for a while now. It's been something that is, you know, I tried to get done in Indianapolis. And it was great in Indianapolis. I joked saying, of course it didn't get done in Indianapolis because it's Indianapolis. But I, I'm joking about that. Um, I even said on the album taping, I go, yeah, we tried to do it in Indianapolis. I go, and it didn't work out because it's Indianapolis. But, um, yeah, the sound was just fucked up out there, and it wasn't wired properly. And um, But the crowds were great, and the people that tried to help me out there were great. So it's nothing against them. And then I tried to do it in Connecticut. And then finally, uh, I sat down with my representation. We said, all right, man, let's really get some big people in here to do it. And we got an, an amazing sound engineer. Shout out to Trevor. Uh, he came out, and he does a, a bunch of stuff um, with, you know, big-time record labels and stuff. And uh, he came out, wired up the stand, uh, and... Um, you know, all the signs are that it just sounds perfect, crystal clear, amazing. Both shows were sold out, the 8 o'clock and the 10 o'clock. And um, I could... Hold on a second. Jeez. What? Alright, just be quiet up there until I'm... Until, watch one more episode and I'm coming up. Christ. Um. Anyway, yeah, so my son's like reporting. Like, he's, like, making sure that my daughter's all right. So he's, like, reporting, like, everything to me. But, uh, no, I, it was amazing because I worked really hard the night before at uh, Levity Live. And once again, you know, a big shout-out to Levity Live because, um, you know, they knew I was doing the album recording. Um, and they were like, hey, if you want to come and do a long set, that's fine. And, uh... I went real long on the show, and uh, it really, you know, I mean, I had it mapped out. It's a lot of work, man, because I feel like, you know, when you do a half hour, 45 minutes, you know, I could do that, you know, you know, easily, just not even thinking about it. But, you know, when you know, you know, when you got to do an hour and 10, an hour and 15, a couple of times in a row, and you want to change it up a little bit and add some new things here and there, you know, you got to just make sure that you have those chunks in the order, and you can visualize it and stuff, so... Um, it was definitely different. It was tricky. It wasn't just like doing a regular headline spot. It was doing a headline spot, but also making sure that the order and the way that you wanted it to be 
and you know you flowing with it perfectly and and the transitions and all that and um doing that the night before you know really helped i'd recommend anybody if you're doing an hour or a special or an album or anything like that that's going to be out there for everybody to hear that's an hour I would say, obviously, get on stage a lot that week, but you don't necessarily have to do that that whole set. Just make sure the night before you do the recording, you run it as much as you can, you know, and, uh, like, as long as you can. Like, try to get to the hour in the same order you want, and then the next one's going to be easier, and then the next one is going to be really easy. So... That's what happened, but the crowd was amazing. Um, I want to thank the stand and the staff and everybody. Everybody was so receptive. I want to thank Giannis Papas, who um, you know was nice enough to host the thing, and and he you know he was just amazing. Uh, uh, Mark DeMeo uh, featured, and he was on the show. Also, shout out to Vladimir Kamano, who jumped on the uh, ten o'clock show and did a guest spot. He's a friend of mine. Uh, he's a regular at the stand too, so um, we have the same management. So you know I like Vlad and. Just um, just a really good time. I also want to thank all the comedians, man, who showed up to the stand to show support. You know, I, I don't know if I can name them all, but, you know, like, there was just a bunch of... Angelo Lozada came through. Nori Davis came through. Mark DeMeo stayed and watched my set. Giannis Papas was watching my set. Ken Krantz, Vladimir Kamano, um, uh, Drew Doughty. Uh, there was just a bunch of comedians just popping in to say what's up, you know, watching the show. Ken Krantz, uh, I think I mentioned Ken, yeah. So it was it was just really cool, like all this like camaraderie and like your peers, you know, and you don't really know that and all of a sudden you do something that's, that's you know, bigger or something that's going to, you know, that's important to you and your career and people really show up and, and um, are supportive to it. So... Uh, also, yeah, Steve Martin uh, came in. Just a bunch of guys, man, who just came out to support. So um, thank you, man. And, and the crowd, it just couldn't have been better. And, you know, I didn't originally, and I'm not going to lie, I originally didn't want to do, um, not New York City. I always wanted to do New York City, but I didn't want to do the stand because the stand is very intimate. You know, the stand is a very intimate, small, small club with a small stage. It's a, it's a city room. But it's my home, and you know, uh, Mike Vecchione and Big J Okerson and a, and a bunch of people have done albums there, and I heard they sounded good. But you know me, I'm a storyteller. You know, I'm a stage stalker. I like to walk around and tell stories. I move around a lot. You know, um, I'm not the stand in the middle. You know, I'm not the you know the Mitch Hedberg type rest his soul stand there and just tell joke jokes or something like that. I'm more like the Carlin Chris Rock. I walk. I you know I hold the microphone cord. I walk around. I tell my stories and I do all that. And I didn't know if that was gonna be, if that was gonna translate well in the stand. And uh, after trying and stuff, it, you know what? It was great. It was great. I'm used to it. I was able to work the little stage as much as I possibly could, and uh, I couldn't be happier, and I really feel in my heart I put together something I'm going to be proud of. And, you know, from what I heard from the people in the in the crowd and also my, uh, you know, comedian friends, they said some really nice things, and I think once we edit this and put it together, I think it's going to be something um, that I'm really proud of, and I hope that you guys love and, um, you know, buy, because I, it's going to be a piece of uh, my career forever, and it's going to be out there forever, and um, I hope... I hope you, you get it and you can enjoy it. I know you guys have been asking when I'm going to have an album out. Well, it looks like it's going to be out in a couple of months. We're discussing the editing right now and which label it's going to go, and we're just going to distribute it. So uh, when it's done, it'll be available, Amazon, iTunes, and all that. So um, it will be called Paul Verzi Live at the Stand. That's going to be the name of the album, and um, I'll let you guys know more. But thank you to everybody.
Um, then the night after, I had two shows, 8 and 10, in the city. And then I was really tired and not feeling well. And after the 10, I was shot. I, I was just feeling sick. And I'm going, man, this isn't going to be good. You know when you feel it coming? Like this shit was just coming. Like it was somebody following you for like a day and a half. And you just keep looking over your shoulder like, well, I know something's coming. Where the fuck? And then they just fucking jump on you. Uh, I, that's probably not a good an example because I've never had somebody follow me for a day and a half and then actually jump on me and beat the shit out of me. But you know what I mean. I just felt something coming. So I want to leave the club at like 10 o'clock Friday. I'm shot. I'm, you know, I'm, I come from the emotional down of the, the album recording the night before. And then the night before that, running it at another club and running around with the car. On top of it, having the kids and all that stuff, running around that week. So I'm finally done Friday. I finished the 10 o'clock show. I'm about to go home and I run into Cypher Sounds. And Cypher goes, hey, uh, you want to do my midnight show at the stand? Uh, we need somebody, I'll put you up early, and he's like, I see you got your jacket, but they're like, oh, it's a regular paid spot, so I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to take weekend pay at the, at my home club, the best club, you know, in this city, and, and do another show and get money for it, I'm already there, but I'm shot, and I get through that set, and it was like a struggle to drive home, and I get home, and I fucking was a mess, the next day, I had plans because I was going to be off Saturday and Sunday with my kids. I'm fucking shaking. I'm like, I'm shaking so bad. My throat's killing me. I got a fever. I'm like dizzy and out of it. I mean, I was more fucked up than, I mean, it was bad how bad I was. I mean, it was like, I was like, man, I haven't been sick like this. My wife caught me in the middle of the night, then the next night just shivering. So Sunday was Greek Easter. Um, I'm Greek. My mother is 100% Greek. My father is 100% Sicilian. So I've always my whole life celebrated both Easter's. And usually Greek Easter comes a Sunday after, you know, the, the Catholic Easter, the regular Easter or whatever, you know. So we had plans to go and see my mom and my mom was going to do a whole other thing with the, with the baskets for the kids and all that stuff. And I'm, you know, and I, I couldn't go. So I was like, I don't want the kids to miss it, you know. But now I'm on the weekend and I'm on no medicine still. And I knew I needed something. I knew that I had some sort of infection or virus or whatever that needed some antibiotics. But, you know, all the doctors were, I couldn't get a doctor. So I'm just like in my house, fuck, probably 102 fever, shivering out of it. I'm watching, trying to watch the Masters. I'm a fucking mess. Feels like I'm swallowing razor blades. My ears are killing me. And I just told my wife, I go, just go. You know, I'll take whatever medicine we have here and I'll try to just get through it. So they go, and I'm just dealing with a fucking awful Saturday and Sunday. Awful. And uh, same thing, middle of the night, shivering, not getting any better. And I go to the doctor on Monday, and this dude told me I had, first of all, I had all flu. I had a flu-like, flu symptoms, all the flu, okay? Then I was diagnosed with tonsillitis, double ear infection, and just my body just basically got leveled and just tapped the fuck out. My body was like, look, dude, you know, you're running around, you're driving everywhere, you're doing the shit with the kids, you know, you're running an hour, then you, then I, you know, I was on that emotional up and down of filling a room, you know, because when you do a special or, or an hour that's going to be recorded either for audio or for video, you know, you got to make sure that the, the room is full, you got to make sure that the sound is right, you got to make sure the sound engineers are, you got to make sure nothing fucks up. On top of all that, you got to make sure that your set is how you want it. And, and, and then you got to deliver it. So I think 
getting sick and then the up and down of all of that and the running around, I think my body just knew, listen, you can't get sick now, you can't get sick now. And then as soon as the down came, as soon as I knew we got the album, as soon as all that good stuff and everybody was happy with it and I was happy with it and I finished my work week and I got my money and I did all the things that I needed to do, my body was just like, all right, dude, it's time for us to take over this. You, you got to get sick now. Your immune system needs to take a hit. And that's what happened. And I was fucked up, man. So I got on some high, you know, some heavy antibiotics. I got, you know, and uh, here we are. Um, today I'm feeling 90%. I feel a lot better. Uh, my voice is almost 100% back. Um, have not been drinking, have not been smoking cigars, I've been losing a ton of weight, and uh, I'm back. I feel stronger. Thank you. Some of you people actually, I mean, I don't know how a lot of you people heard about it, but some of you people, oh, I heard you were sick or whatever, and I appreciate it, you know. Uh, but yeah, it was fucked up, man. I got really, really hammered by this one. And uh, But what are you going to do, you know? You get sick, that's it, you know? I mean, but I was like, I haven't been laid out like that. Like, being late, like, being sick is, like, we've all been sick, you've been sick, but, like, I'm talking about, I can't remember the last time I was laid the fuck out in bed shivering for three days, you know, where you just feel absolutely awful, um, and I'm glad because I'm going on tour with, uh, Bill Burr, Jason Lawhead for the Billy Bible Belt Tour, we're gonna be in the Deep South, we've got amazing dates, we've got amazing shows, we're going to Georgia, we're going to Tennessee, we're going, yeah, we're going to Knoxville, we're going to Memphis, we're going to um, we're going to be in Louisiana, in New Orleans, and I forgot where else in Louisiana, but we're going to be over there. We're going to be um, just in just a, just a great. I mean, Alabama. We're going to Mobile, Alabama. We're going to Jackson, Mississippi. It's it's going to be insane, and I'm just glad because I would have had to miss a couple, and um, you know, not even the money. I mean, forget the money. It's just like with my friends and getting on the bus together and the whole experience and the fact that I could get down there now at 100% and get ready to rock and roll with those guys is going to be great. So, um, man, that was that was a rough one. But, all right, enough about complaining like a bitch. I'm back. I feel better. And uh, there we go. Part of me wants you guys to know I'm sorry I wasn't lazy about the podcast. But, you know, um, all right, here we go. So let's do some, let's go to your guys on acceptables because there's been a lot and I want to get as many of these, uh, out there as I can. So, uh, 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 is, let's get to, we're going to get to some ones here. Okay. Uh, this one I got to keep anonymous, but, uh, this is a follow up from a bad, uh, this was a bad, this was a bad roommate situation and I can't say the name because obviously the guy still lives with the guy, but it says follow up to the unacceptable about my shitty college roommate who chokes his chicken when I'm asleep. Unacceptable number one. This animal, and then I'll give you guys my unacceptable. Uh, this animal keeps beating it when I'm trying to sleep. It, dude, if this is still going on, you just got to get another fucking roommate. Um, sleep in the room even, I'm trying to sleep in the room even after we've had a talk where I explicitly told him to stop the three-legged race when I'm in the room. Unacceptable number two was the other week. I get back to the to the dorm and sit down after a 15-hour day of classes and meetings. I sit down. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. I'm not done. Go up. I'm, I'll tell you when I'm done. Uh, sorry about that. I'm in the middle of this jerk-off fucking thing, and I'm sitting there telling my kid, I'm not done. 
Um, all right, so let me go back to this. Okay, so the number two was the other week. I get back to my dorm room, sit down after a 15-hour day of classes and meetings. I sit down. He is in the uh, shared bathroom, and two minutes, two minutes, Paul, after I get back, he walks out holding his computer, only wearing a shirt like he's fucking, <laughs> like he's fucking Pooh Bear. My university may not... <laughs> In a shared bath of Jesus, two minutes, he's walking out. Uh, my university may not be in a March Madness tournament, but damn, this guy wins the unacceptable tournament. Yeah, that's a, that's like a problem, dude. I mean, I don't know what that guy's doing, but that's an issue. Uh, I don't know what. I would just like, I, I don't know what even to, like, could you say to somebody or the school or something, be like, dude, I need a new roommate? Like, I, I just need something, like, other than this dude. Like, I need somebody. Like, I don't even care who it is. I just can't have a guy beating off all the time. Plus, dude, if you got a guy beating off all the time, okay, you know, you never know where he's doing it. And God knows what he's doing in the shower. You know, I mean, these these people that, like, are constantly doing shit like that, like, they're, it's it doesn't end there. You know, that's all you see. But it it's probably really bad. You know, it's probably really bad because if a dude is constantly going to jerk off like any chance he can, even knowing like the dude that is living with him doesn't want him to, God knows what's going on, you know, and you gotta, I mean, you, I, I would be walking around that dorm room and bathroom on my fucking tiptoe, tippy toes and a, with fucking flip flops on. You know, and hand sanitizer and baby wipes with me everywhere I went. Because that's how fucking gross that is. You know, it's just like, I don't know. That's fucking nasty, man. I'm sorry you're going through that. Because that's a nightmare. I, it's almost You'd almost rather have a dirty roommate, you know. Guy that doesn't throw, you know, pick up after his, like, you know, his shirt, his pants or whatever. At least, at least like, that would suck. But at least you guys, at least you know the guy's not beaten off constantly. That's like a really nasty thing because, I mean, look, you don't mind bumping into some socks, some smelly laundry. You say, hey, dude, could you pick that up? But, like, you know, having, like, fucking, ugh, just rags all around. Like, you can't even, you could never use the guy's laptop. The guy's laptop is shot, you know? Ugh, sorry you're going through that, man. And don't worry, I will not mention your name, but, yeah, that's that's tough. That's a rough one. Uh, okay, here we go. This one is from, oh, who was this one from? This Oh, this was a YouTube clip that somebody had sent me. Oh, the substitute teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. That was funny. That was funny. The Key and Peel one. Um, it's from Nick Hill. And uh, yeah, he said, uh, he just sent me. Thank you, Nick. I got that. I got that. Uh, Nick Hill sent me. Yeah, yeah clip of the substitute teacher from Key and Peele, which is really, really funny. All right, this one is from, um, when was this? From, this is from Rob, uh, Rob Fish. Yep, Rob Fish. All right, and it says, um, here it is. Hey, Paul, I got one for you that will leave you fuming. So I ran to the store to grab a few things, uh, and I see it's a bit busy. Okay, whatever. So I grab my things quick and jump in line 
which is only uh, two plus me. The chick in front of me trying to grab a pack of Newports and a Red Bull was running her card off memory. Uh, I repeat off memory and not just using her card like a normal fucking human being uh, and was walking the lady on the register through the screens. It became clear to me that she worked here, which kind of ticked me off right there. Well, the girl behind the register can't seem to figure it out, and they keep trying to key the card. The line then starts to build. After the third attempt, they put through, and the lady grabs her smokes and says, I'm going to lunch. The next lady is looking to rent some rug cleaner, and the cashier informs her that she can't do it and asks her colleague if she can do it. She quickly snaps, No, I'm on lunch. And then starts to walk away. I said, I said out, are you fucking serious, lady? We make eye contact and then she proceeds to help the lady. I pay for my things and leave. Paul, we can't build cages fast enough for these animals. Unacceptable. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just inconsiderate. I mean, because it's like you grabbed your things quick to jump in line, which was only two people. And the chick was trying to grab a pack of Newports and a Red Bull and was running her card. Uh, and yeah, and, and you're just, and then she knew that, you know, what's messed up is that she worked there. Fucking worked there. And then it's like, no, I'm going to lunch. It's like, well, don't go to fucking lunch. It's getting busy. Can you help somebody? That's the worst part when it's like, no, it's my lunch. I don't care. I'm going. I work here. I don't care, but I'm I'm going. It's like, yeah, but those people are unhappy, man. She's like, well, look, she's working in a fucking, yeah, she's working in a in a joint like that. I mean, what is she doing? It's it's ridiculous. Um. All right, let's see here. This one is. This one is from Christopher uh, Bishop. And it says, people who walk over and stand directly in front of you while waiting at baggage claim. Cage them up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like, when you go to the airport and you're waiting there and somebody is in that much. And this is kind of going to be close to my yogurt one because I got one about a frozen frozen yogurt place. Uh, That's going to be mine that I'm going to go off on. But I just want to get as many of your guys out of the way as I can. When you're waiting a baggage claim and somebody just goes over you, right? They just can't, they can't, they can't just find their fucking space to grab their bag. They have to get so excited when they see the bag and jump over you. Like that extra two and a half or three and a half Mississippis matters. Those people are so fucking stupid. And somebody needs to just say to them, listen, fuck, take it easy. Your bag's here. We all get it. We all get it. It's your bag and you need to go. You know what? This is a fucking airport. And you know what? Everybody needs to get their bag and go. You're not the only one. Not not everybody here is going to like go and get a, have a picnic here and sit down and wait at the airport all day while you have to go and be the only person to get a cab. There's not one cab waiting for you and nobody else. It's a fucking airport. Okay. So yeah, here's how it works. Everybody's bag is eventually going to come and they're going to get happy that it's there and then they're going to grab it and leave. That's how it works. That's why there is a fucking baggage thing that goes around in a circle. It's not meant for you. It doesn't say Joe Dickhead for only. No, it doesn't say Joe Dickhead only. It says all dickheads. That's what it says, you fucking moron. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the um, unacceptable, uh, Chris. 
it's just so fucking irritating, man. People are just so fucking stupid. Uh, all right, this one is from, uh, okay, this is from Jose Marie Zafra. I find it sort of sad in a way that I have an unacceptable every week. At least we can, <laughs> at least we are caging them one animal at a time. This time I am waiting for a parking spot on the street and have my signal on. I am waiting for two cars on the other side to pass so when they do, a third car comes and uh, snakes my, uh, takes my spot. There's traffic behind me, so unfortunately I had to move to avoid being a cunt to people behind me. Well, that's thoughtful of you. But then I rolled my window down, and I said, fuck you, you know I had that spot. Anyways, no revenge here, unfortunately. This one was in Burbank, California. By the way, since uh, we are doing locations... Oh yeah, there we go, because I mentioned, mentioned locations. I was born and raised in Southern California, and I do agree what you guys say about the west coast there are uh sustainable sustainable numbers of cunts i'm oh, sorry <laughs> hold on a second i gotta tilt this um there i'm sorry there are a substantial number of cunts over here especially the rich ones anyways thanks paul well thank you jose marie i hope i'm saying that right um yeah the car ones the car ones don't get me as angry because I just feel that people change in a car. I feel like non-racist people get racist in a car. I feel like people without tempers get tempers in a car. There's just something about a car. It doesn't make it right. They still should be called out. So you did the right thing by saying, fuck you, that's my spot. But the car one doesn't get me as nuts as the one when you're actually standing in something that should be enjoyable. Like like an amusement park, like like something, you know, or like even something that is, is something that everybody goes through, like the airport or something that everybody needs to stand in line and do as in society. And these people just don't care about it. Like that's the shit that really drives me nuts. Um, and I think what I'm going to do, I don't have it yet, but I'm going to do that. And I know people are asking for it. I think I'm going to do an unacceptable um, email, which is going to be called unacceptables at gmail.com. I think I'm but I, I don't have that yet. So when I do have that, I'm going to let you guys know exactly um, you know, when and where and all that stuff, how to get to it and when it's available and and all that stuff and and you could go to it that way. So, um there there are more options for the longer unacceptables. Okay, here's another one that we have. This is from uh, AJ Lesher and he says my wife and I got a day off um, the road in Las Vegas today. Uh, I'm not surprised they don't have a zoo here because the amount of animals walking around this place is unacceptable. Yeah, Vegas, listen, I love Vegas. It's one of my favorite places to chill, but if you do, if if, if Vegas, like you got to do Vegas right, go to the right places. Unfortunately, to do it right, it does cost a little bit more money, but some of the animals walking around Vegas, especially since it's so cheap, absolutely need to be put in a cage. I mean, some of these people, I mean, the bargains these people want, God forbid it's a $20 buffet. I mean, these animals are lined up holding fucking 11 bucks, hoping they could get the world in a casino that cost fucking $13 billion. Unbelievable. Um, all right, let's see here. <laughs> it's, it really is insane. Uh, let's go to, uh, 
Let's go to some Twitter ones. If you sent me a long one and I didn't get to you, just resend it. I'll read it again. Some of those people that I just read resent it. So I'm trying to catch up on the longer ones. But I think the email is going to make it easier for everybody. And hopefully I'll be able to announce that afterwards. Um, so uh, here we go. Let's see here. Okay, this is from Dustin Bell at MindTaker underscore. Paul Verzi has a parent. This shit is totally fucking unacceptable. Hashtag unacceptable. And it's a store in a mall that says sweet and sexy kids. That is definitely unacceptable. Unbelievable, man. Naming a store sweet and sexy kids? That's fucking gross and ridiculous. Um, this is from Mike Zofchak, and it's at Zoffinator, Z-O-F-F-A-N-A-T-O-R, at Paul Verzi, just listen to 204, fuck the yard house, hashtag unacceptable. You're absolutely right, fuck the yard house. Bunch of shitheads over there. Take you 15 hours to get a beer. 20 fucking people there. Um, this is from... Um, this is from Nick G at I am Gallant... I am Gallianos. It's I am and then G-A-L-I-A-N-O-S. Locals at Senator, uh, local Senators fans giving priority for tickets when they host the Canadians in round one of the NHL playoffs. Hashtag unacceptable. Oh yeah, those passionate hockey fans, they're coming out. Hockey playoffs are coming. This is, uh, all right, this is from Robert Esulip, Esulip. At Bobby Eschlip. So here it is. It's at Bobby and then E-S-S-A-L-E-P. And he says, and this might be a new guy for the show, so thank you, uh, Robert. For the second time this year, I just saw someone in traffic open their car door to spit on the ground. Uh, Friends, spit on the ground. I guess that's unacceptable. I mean... Yeah, I guess that's, I mean, it's weird. I don't know if it's that unacceptable. It's definitely weird and, like, it kind of shows he's doing it. Like, if you got to spit, I would just wait to, I don't know, go fast and just do it out the window when you're in the highway or something. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Jason Travis at real underscore travesty 14. Unacceptable. This girl taking her shoes off in class and stinking up the whole room. Get this fuck. (laughs) Get in this fucking cage, hashtag animal. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> cage him up. The feet will always be unacceptable. Uh, this is from Justin at JJ Rodman 99 I work in maintenance at Walmart, and some lady I encountered, mind you, I've never met, makes eye contact with me, pours her coffee on the floor, and proceeds to throw her cup on the ground in front of me and says, clean it up. Someone needs to get her. Oh, my God. Exhibit ready. Unacceptable animal. Wow, that's ridiculous. Oh, man, that's brutal. Uh, Matt Lockyer at Matt D. Lock, Y-E-R. 
dude, watch Whiplash, edge of my seat for the last 30 minutes, then screaming at the TV when it ended, unacceptable animal. Here's my thing about that, Matt. You know, everyone's telling me to watch Whiplash, and I know it's probably a great movie, and I know if I actually sat and watched it, I would enjoy it. The problem with Whiplash that I have is that, like, I can't take it seriously. Okay, because first of all, if a dude was ever yelling at me or my son like that playing the drums, I'd be like, dude, go to fucking therapy before I take this fucking drumstick and stick it through your fucking ear, through your other ear and kill you, you fucking psychopath. It's fucking drums. You're not a wrestling coach, you asshole. Like, it's really unrealistic to have fucking Bobby Knight teach you to play drums. And as much as people are like, no, you gotta watch it, dude, it would never happen that way. It would never fucking happen that way, and anybody who fucking heard about what was going on, that guy would be fired in two fucking seconds. Okay? You remember what happened to that Rutgers coach when he was throwing the basketball at guys and yelling at them? They made a fuck. It was a national news story. Okay? You think some fucking nerd playing the drums is gonna put up with that, dude? It's not gonna happen. So it may be a great movie. I know a lot of people are like, no, Paul, I know it's a great movie, morons. I know. All you people yelling at me, I know. I know it's a great movie. It's fucking unrealistic. It's unrealistic. The guy would never snap like that, and if he did, he'd be out of a fucking job. I knew teachers like that, and as soon as people find out, they're done. So maybe I'll see it one day. Maybe I won't, but to me, it would almost be a comedy when he started yelling that much. All right, this is from Anthony Silver at Anthony W. Silver. Didn't have much to work with, only a highlighter and a Duncan rapper. I think I got my point across. Unacceptable. Put him in a cage. Uh, did I miss something there? There must be one from before. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you for all the well wishes, everybody. Um, let me see. Yeah, I didn't... Uh... Let me see. It sucks missing a week, man. I'm gonna At the end of the day, no matter how much I try to get this right, I'm going to miss some from you guys because I was out sick. So... Um... All right, yeah, and you guys are asking for the, um, you guys are definitely asking for the email address, so I'm going to get that to you guys soon. All right, I'm going to do a couple more of these and then just get into the show, and we're just going to have to, again, just, um, I'm making it my business. This is basically like a catch-up podcast right now to just get to you guys, just, you know, let you guys know what's been going on and everything, and I'm doing another one tonight, which will probably be out tonight or tomorrow, and I'm going to have a guest, but we're going to talk about some things, and uh, so this is just kind of part one, like trying to catch up with you guys, alright, because I'm feeling better, and I wanted to make sure that I got one out, um, but I will be doing some from the road with Lawhead and Burr and all that shit on the, on the tour, so that should be good too, and, um, oh my god, I'm sure you guys are going to hear a lot of stuff about that, um, here, here comes my son, okay, this is from Robin, Robin and, it's at Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, C-R-I-T-C-H. My sister was visiting and I let her stay in my room. I just found a used tissue in between the pillows on my bed. Unacceptable. Wow. And you ratted out your sister and that is unacceptable. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> okay. This one's from Ryan Moore at Ryan Mojo Popo. That's Ryan M-O-J-O-P-O-P-O. Baylor running back was homeless, but since he accepted housing and food, uh, but since he accepted housing and food, NCAA screwed him. Hashtag unacceptable. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I didn't read that story, but uh, this is from Justin Pittman at Justin T. Pittman. I'm not even looking for a read here, 
but it's unacceptable that they don't begin the live Masters coverage until 3 p.m. Awesome, awesome, unacceptable. I thought the same thing, Justin. It's ridiculous that I'm waiting. You're waiting. It's like, just fucking let it go when these guys tee off and let's watch the day instead of waiting there. I mean, I get it. Maybe they, I don't know what the thing is. The only cool thing is if you did have something to do or like you wanted to play golf that day yourself and then get more into it. But, you know, I I don't know. I agree with you 100%. That is really annoying. All right, let's go. We'll do a couple more here. We'll do a couple of more. Um, all right, this is from Jake Mancini at Jake MAA. The Mets having a vastly better pitching rotation than the Yankees. Unacceptable, especially with a GM named Cashman. Yeah, but you know what? Before you start, before you start letting the... You know, before you start crowning, you know, the Mets anything, you're giving the Mets any credit, just give it a second. Give it a second, you know. Uh, it's very early. You know, people getting a little excited before, you know, a week goes by. Let let time go by. Um, all right, listen, guys, I am going to read one more unacceptable here, and then I'm done. There was just a lot to catch up on. Um Okay, here we go. This is from Jefferson at Jefferson the Ape. That's a newer one, too. Telling that guy looking for an unacceptable is like chasing dicks, then saying that's weird and changing it to stopping asses. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Here we go. If I, all right, you know what? That's it. That's it. It's going to be the last one of, um, yeah, that is true, though. The unacceptable for the uh, ESPN. ESPN's website, ESPN's new look on TV, absolutely unacceptable. Um, all right, guys. Yeah, there was just so many that I missed and that just, you know, with the week. So please, if you sent me a long one, again, uh, I'm better now and I am actually going to have no choice but to, I mean, I'm going to be on a bus tour. It's going to be easy to do these. I'm going to be on a bus. I'm going to be able to do my podcast like clockwork for the next couple of weeks. So if you sent the long one and I didn't get it, just send it on Monday or Tuesday to my Facebook. And in the meantime, I will let you guys know when I set up that um, email address for it. Okay. So if I didn't get back, if I didn't get to your unacceptables, I will get to them. I just want to go through this, get get to up to date with this shit and, uh, and go from there. <clears throat> God, it feels good. It feels good to be back here talking to you guys. Here is my unacceptable. I took my children to a frozen yogurt place, okay, and everything was going smoothly. They got the flavors we like. It's near the fucking house. I was feeling a little better. I picked up my son who wasn't feeling good at school. My daughter was happy. Everybody's happy. We're about to eat some yogurt. Everything is going great, okay, and this guy and his son come in, and the guy's like, Okay, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, do that. Like, you could tell it was just one of these fucking weird... Like, nah, I mean, maybe he was a good dad. It just fucking... It just didn't seem laid back. It just seemed... I don't know. The kid was all over the place. And it's our turn to go. And uh, we're going to wait. And the kid just jumps in front of us, but his dad's not ready. So he's basically standing with his ice cream... Excuse me. He's standing with his ice cream, ready to pay. But you're supposed to wait for everybody in your party. So he's just, like, backing three people up. And the dad doesn't say. The fucking dad is so busy with his toppings like a fucking 10-year-old. He doesn't say, let them go. It's their turn. Which any fucking parent would say. 
I would say it. I've said it before. No, no, no. Get guys, come on, back in line. Let those people are first. And this fucking kid was so overzealous because his father probably never takes him to get fucking anything ever that he's sitting up there. And instead of the father saying anything, luckily the worker said, you guys want to go first because you were waiting? And then the kid backed up. But the kid didn't back up right away. The kid was like over our shoulder. And then when I go to get fucking spoons and napkins, the kid is like right there, like under me. I want to take this little cocksucker by his shoulders and throw him through a fucking window and then tell his asshole father, hey, can you fucking, can you control this fucking animal? Huh? Can you, can, can, can you control this thing that looks like it just got out of a zoo and is, is starving for a steak? How many to take, can you take this kid out a little bit more, sir? Jesus Christ, give this kid some fucking etiquette. And I don't even blame the kid. I blame the father. You know, you see the guy, you see your son who he's looking at ice cream like it's the fucking, like he just saw fucking an alien. He's that psyched. He can't even believe that he's getting ice cream, so he's just running in front and he's that excited. It's like, calm him the fuck down, all right? Pissed me off, dude, cutting me and my fucking kids, and then he's a, to get a spoon, like has no courtesy for other people. He's going to grow up to be an asshole, and it's because this guy, it's because of his father or his that's just like letting him do it. Okay, you want two toppings? Okay, you could have two toppings. Jesus Christ. It's like, do you let the kid, has the kid seen the sun before? Fucking asshole. I can't stand people that are hanging over you, dude. The other day, I took my son to get a burger, and the guy, while I'm ordering, is over my shoulder, and I had to keep turning around for him to back up. I can't fuck, dude. I can't stand when people are close to me. Get the fuck away from me, okay? It's a burger, you fat fuck. You're gonna have it in two seconds. Can you wait 19 seconds? Huh? Guy's looking over at the menu, looking over my head at the menu. It's like I'm leaving in a second. That's the thing, dude. I am so courteous to people. I'm so courteous to people, but people that are fucking either can't wait for anything or they're just an oblivious to other people. I swear to God, I, this guy, if he didn't back up, I was one second away from saying, sir, do you mind not breathing over my back, sir? Do you mind? I'm telling you, dude, I'm doing that from now on. I'm doing that. I'm, and I'm getting louder and more vocal. Like, when I'm online and things take forever, I'm literally saying things like, unbelievable, really? Can we hurry this up? Is this really happening? Guy was Dude, imagine being somewhere with your son, ordering him food, ordering him a sandwich or something. Just imagine that. And then some dude is standing over your shoulder where his chest is almost touching your back. Get away from me. Get your kid away from me. Okay, look down the line and say, hey, there are people in front of you. Back up. Teach your kids some fucking manners. None, nobody, none of these people have fucking manners. These fucking animals. I swear to God, I'm not even trying to be funny right now. Like, I, I don't even, I, I'm probably not even coming across funny right now. It's how pissed off I am about it. And you know what? Say, wait here. This is what happened. Show the kid the process because obviously he hasn't been outside. Obviously the kid hasn't been in public in a while. Show him the process. Okay, we're going to take the yogurt, then we're going to come over here, we're going to put toppings on it, okay? You're not going to run around like a little fucking chimpanzee that's fucking hopping around from branch to branch, okay? Because you're a fucking human being, and you're going to fuck. you know what I mean? Oh my God, it's the worst. And he's one of those like rednecky dads who was just like, okay, you could do that. I'm going to come over here, and this and that, and it's just like fucking like giving instructions, you know, like I, I pictured the conversation before they left. Like, all right, well, I'm going to give you some ice cream and uh, you're going to get two toppings and the kid's just fucking pissing himself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. It was enraging. I'm trying to grab a spoon and the kid like ran under me. I wanted to take this fucking blue spoon and stick it in his fucking eye. And then fucking while he was screaming, grabbing his fucking head, I was going to say, yeah, now tell your father to teach you some manners. 
All right. That's my unacceptable for the week, everybody. Oh, I'm back. I'm back, everybody. I'm fired up. I'm feeling good. I'm at about 90% right now. By tomorrow afternoon, I should be at 100. I'm ready to go, damn it. Um, did not see a movie. I kept saying I was going to see a movie. And then, oh, actually, I did see a movie, man. I saw, um... I saw a couple of kids' movies, and I guess I should mention that. I'll get into some. I'll get into some sports, and uh, this is only part one, guys. This is only part one, just to catch up a little bit. Don't worry. Uh, if I find anything for uh, you know part two, but I'm gonna be joined by a guest, um, who is a uh, he's a he does a comedy column. He's a writer, but he's like comedian friendly. I'm gonna I'll, I'll announce that later tonight. Uh, that'll be on two o five part two. Um, hold on one second. You know what? I'm done in five minutes, so I'll be right there. Uh, all right, so I was laying in bed sick with my son, and uh, we were kind of laying down as a family. And there's a couple of movies where, if you have children, I would say ages like five and up. Um, there's a couple of good kids movies. I did see the uh, Penguins of Madagascar. That was okay, whatever, nothing great. But there was a really um, very interesting kind of cool story movie that I noticed on Rotten Tomatoes got like ninety something percent, and it's a movie called um, Song of the Sea. And Song of the Sea, you could get it on demand. It was a new release, and um, I got to tell you, man, it was um, it was amazing. Like how I don't know, it was weird. I mean, it it kind of was weird because the son and daughter in the movie look exactly like my son and daughter, which kind of freaked me out. Um, but it's just kind of like a fairy tale type story, but like that's very sentimental and deep and there's, it's, it's sad, it's happy, it's good, uh, in some ways and, and kind of deeply sad in other ways. And it's uh, about family and, and loss. And, um, I don't know, but it was animated. It was amazing. It's called song of the sea. And I just kind of ordered it because I thought it might be something that my, um, son or daughter would be in, into cause it got such good reviews. And, um, it didn't look like your typical, you know, Disney, you know, kind of easy, you know, layup. Okay, yeah, this, you know, these fucking rats are going to surf for a while. And, you know, it wasn't like that. It was basically like, man, you got to check this out. It's a really deep animated story. And my son was locked in and I watched it and I was like, wow, this is pretty deep. Um, so if you are home and you're with your kids and, you know, you want to see something like that, I recommend Song of the Sea. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was absolutely excellent. We watched it a couple of times, and uh, I'm actually going to tell my wife to watch it. I'm like, you should just check that out because it was one of those good, different type of animated movies that uh, should not go under the radar. So um, there you go. There, that was my movie review. Thought it was really good. Uh, NBA playoffs. I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited. The Knicks season is over, and I don't have to watch them. I don't have to watch that team anymore win 16 games and get embarrassed night in and night out. I'm glad that it's one game away from being over. I don't have to, ugh, I just, I just see, I just can't see another fucking big doofy white dude fall down, you know, tip the ball into the other team's hoop. I just can't watch it anymore. It's that bad. It got that ridiculous. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I'm ready to watch some really good competitive basketball. The Masters was amazing. That kid, man, Spieth, going wire to wire. And, um, you know, but I got to tell you, and I know it's going to bother him later on, but him fucking up that 19th stroke under, I don't know, man. Like, Tiger, he was there, and I think he already knew he won it, and his family was there, and he's got to knock down, you know, one putt 
to to end it. And if he if he gets the putt, not only does he win, he gets the lowest score ever. And he missed it by a little bit. And listen, you're always gonna miss a putt, but this kid didn't like the entire fucking four rounds, really. And then that one he did, and he ends up getting 18 under, which tied Tiger's 97 record. But ah, that's gotta be nuts to like know that it was that close, but you just mentally were like, I just I won it. I just won the Masters. So uh, good for him. It was a fun Masters to actually no, I can't say it was fun. It was almost like watching a Super Bowl blowout, but you know, seeing the kid just be unflappable like that was awesome. So uh, and I, I mean, soccer gets a I mean, soccer, I mean, golf gets a bad rap for you know watching you know people that say they don't like to watch it because if you if you into golf you play it a little bit when you watch these guys, man, it's really cool. So um, I and guys, you know, as far as baseball, man, I'm rooting for a Rod. I love that he's playing well. I love that he hit a home run already. I love that the fans are cheering for him. You know, there's no Jeter. There's no Mariano. There's no Pettit. Posada's been gone for years now. There's no Robinson Cano, who I loved. You know, there's really nobody on the team other than, like, Brett Gardner and fucking Mark Teixeira, who's getting up there in age. So I like that A-Rod's kind of back, keeping his mouth shut, being a mentor to the young guys, and he's playing well. I hope the, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. You know, I mean, listen, he's he's wearing pinstripes, man. That's what you got to root for. I'm a Yankee fan, you know, and I know a lot of people hate that because, listen, I hate the Lakers. I hate the Cowboys. I hate I hate stuff like that. But no, Yankees, man, Yankees are Yankees. Come on, 27-time champs. I know some of you are rolling your eyes, but you got to fucking respect it, man. Mantle, Ruth, DiMaggio, Garrig, Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford. I mean, come on, it just the list just goes on, and I mean, Derek Jeter, fucking, I mean, you know, even other guys, even even the even the luck, the the next tier guys, Phil Rizzuto, you know, it's just Louisiana Lightning, Ron Guidry, Dave Winfield, Ricky Henderson. I mean, the Yankees are fucking the Yankees, man. Did I? And, and of all this time, I didn't even mention Donnie Baseball. But uh, listen, I've talked shit about baseball the last couple of years, and I don't give a shit. But, uh, you know, I got a root for my team. So that's pretty much all I got. Next week will be cool to talk about. I'm still sticking with uh, Spurs and Cavs in the finals. I think that's going to be the NBA finals. And, um, yeah, dude, I saw a clip of that fucking black kid getting shot, which supposedly by accident. I love how, yeah, he accidentally thought it was his taser gun, so he just pulled it out. Taser guns look and feel different, dick. Okay, that 73-year-old fucking racist killed that fucking guy. And I got to tell you something, man. I'm not one to sit here and, and you know, try to feed fuel to a fire and get people upset. And But I got to tell you something, man. These black people, dude, they're being fucking killed, dude. These black people are being killed at an alarming rate, and it's really scary, and the disregard for their lives is getting really, really fucking disturbing. It really fucking is. I mean, that kid in South Carolina that got shot in the back eight times, man, like, the defense lawyers won't even touch him. They're like, I'm not fucking defending that piece. That was cold-blooded murder. And then there was like a movie watching the guy drop a fucking gun to plant on the kid. I mean, that's fucking sickening, man. That was murder. That was such blatant fucking murder that I almost thought it was fake, the video. I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't even fucking believe what I was watching. You know? Somebody should put a fucking gun in that cop's fucking mouth. And anybody that would fucking defend that is crazy. Anybody that would defend two adult men in a situation when one is running for his life, getting shot by a cop eight times in the back and then watching the cop drop a gun, it's fucking despicable. And it's sad. 
And it's sad that that shit still goes on. And this fucking guy who was running and then was screaming, you know, you shot me, I can't breathe, and then fucking died by some 74-year-old, 73-year-old fat fucking white dude who should be sitting home on a couch watching a fucking game, you know, sitting there like my fucking grandfather did, retired after having a career. Instead, this asshole's running around in a fucking sheriff costume like he's fucking Wyatt Earp. Give me a break. You fucking dope. Go home. And then you think it's a taser gun and you shoot somebody and they can't breathe and they're telling you, they're screaming, you shot me, I can't breathe. And then they fucking die at your hand. And now you're going to be defended saying that you thought it was a fucking taser gun, man. It's a fucking joke, man. It's a joke. These fucking old white racists need to get fucked up, man. They do. They need to get fucked up. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. You know... Think about this for a second, man. You know, it's true. Nobody ever thinks about if they were... And and listen, I'm never, ever talking like this. You guys know, I don't even try to get involved in racial stuff or political stuff. And, you know, I think that, you know, groups that cry are annoying sometimes and stuff. But let's, let's fucking be real for a second and talk about what's right here, okay? It put yourself... Nobody... All these fucking racist people, nobody ever makes them... Nobody ever makes themselves black. Nobody ever fucking puts themselves as black. Do that for a second. I mean, I'm not trying to be fucking Matthew McConaughey in a fucking time to kill. I just realized as I was saying that. But nobody ever makes themselves black. Think about this. You've had conversations with your grandfather. You've had conversations with your grandmother. You've had conversations with people. And they've told you about hard things that have happened to them. Okay? Now, I will say this. I get very annoyed when black people assume that my life was easy because I'm white. Okay, because it wasn't. My parents were divorced when I was five. My brother was ten. Okay, at one point, me, my mom, and my brother lived in a one-bedroom apartment where my mother's room was the fucking living room, and she gave me and my brother the bedroom. Okay, we always went to good schools. We were in Westchester and stuff, so I don't want to act like we were fucking, you know, in in bad schools and stuff, but we were in good schools, but we, we, you know, we didn't fucking have the best clothes. We didn't have the most stuff. There wasn't a lot of money after my parents got divorced. We were living with a, a single mom who had to, you know, work, and we were, you know, getting shipped to my grandmother's and doing a lot of stuff and there were times where we you know things weren't great so this whole idea of yeah well you're white so you had it easier than me you don't fucking know me so don't judge me and I don't like that but 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 going back to what I was saying is you know I would listen to stories about my my father and my grandmother and my grandfather and things and when they would tell me something bad or when somebody did something bad to them you'd feel and all of a sudden you'd think oh wow who did that what group of people did that well maybe those people aren't the best people and you would think like that and, you know, one thing that that I thought about was, you know, I'm very prideful. I'm Sicilian. I'm Greek. I have these fucking stupid, you know, spiteful feelings when somebody hurts me. I want to hurt them more. And it's not a good quality. And it's just, I don't know if it's that Sicilian thing. I know Greeks are the same fucking way. So maybe I have it from both angles. But, you know, I'm a good dude. But when you push me and hurt me, I don't, I want to see you get pushed and hurt. I, I love seeing the bully get hit really fucking hard in the face. That's what I like. Um, because I, I do believe an eye for an eye. I, I don't believe in, ah, well, you know, what goes around. Yeah, what goes around does come around. And what comes around is a bully getting fucking beat the fuck. That's what goes around, comes around. And I just picture myself, I pictured myself being black. And I pictured myself sitting down at, at the dinner table with my grandfather. And, and we're black at this time, let's just say. 
And he's telling me how his father was beaten up for being black. His father was not able to do this. His father was called this and called that. And then I found out that the same thing happened to my father and my grandfather and all that. Now, I know me, and I know I'm going to be like, man, fuck those people. Fuck those racist people. I can't be... I can't be born a certain way and then be ridiculed. This is how I'm born. And for me to feel that way is horrible. And I know me growing up, I would be angry. And I've said this many times. If I was black, if I was a black dude, I would be, I would have a fucking chip on my shoulder for certain people. I'd be like, man, fuck that. You know, I would be like, I would try to give people individual things, but I'd have in the back of my mind, fuck that because of what happened to my grandfather and father. Anybody that says they wouldn't, that's kind of crazy to say that because when you sit and you hear the stories and then you have to be mature and you have to be responsible and you have to say things like, well, wait a minute, this is a different time. These people didn't do it. I'm almost done. One second. And, and, um, you know, I... I just feel that if you really think about what people go through and you think about being put in their situation, you'd feel differently about it. And for people to see that these these minorities getting shot and killed um, for no reason by these fucking racist people and these fucking nine cops jumping on one guy and this one cop shooting a guy eight times, it's fucking despicable, man. And it should open people's eyes. And it should, if anything, it should. It, there should be more people of the other color stepping up saying that this is wrong. And it is. And it's despicable, man. And I had to make it a point to talk about it on my show. I had to make it a point to talk about it on the Verzi Effect because there's only so many times I could watch something on TV and go, that's indefensible, that's horseshit, that's bullshit, and it's not right. It's just, it's just absolutely not right, and and it's a shame to see, and uh, I'm I'm really sorry for what's going on in the country. With the, hold on, no, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. My daughter's coming down. My kids are coming down. I'm sitting here screaming. Um, but it it's uh it's a shame what's going on, and I I really hope that it stops. And to just keep watching this is um it's, you know. It's it puts everybody in a bad situation. It puts the cops in a bad situation. It puts the it puts you know good, I'm sorry. It puts good cops in a bad situation, and uh, it's just terrible. So I wanted to make that a point, guys. Uh, this has been part one. I have a whole other part coming out. There's going to be two this week, so don't worry about it. I'm sorry if I didn't get to your unacceptable, but I just had to get this out there and, and, and get a podcast out there. Um, okay, plugs. I am doing the. Um, the tour, man. We're going to be on the Billy Bible Belt Tour starting in Savannah, Georgia this Saturday night. And then uh, we go, all the dates are on my website. Uh, I updated my website with new dates, um, paulverzi.com. You could also go to my Twitter, at uh, paulverzi, V-I-R-Z-I. Everything is updated, guys. Thank you for listening. I will have a guest on part two, and this will be up soon. Take care.